0: truly like becoming people who see other people as people yes and what does that mean how does that change our behavior and we all have bad days we're all gonna have days when we get impatient and we lose our temper but being able to then surrender that to confess it if it's egregious um and then pick back up and start again Mm -hmm. right And we build this into the family culture just by, like, with
1: very simple statements, right? We Mm -hmm. do it all the time in my house. Like, why are we doing this? Because this is what we do.
2: Does your bank make you feel like you belong there? At Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you are a member of a financial institution that serves the Catholic community, providing you with an opportunity to align your banking with your Catholic identity. You receive all the products and services you need to manage your money. And your membership helps support Catholic schools, parishes, and organizations. It's time to put your money where your faith is. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started today. Service, community, Catholic. Alliance Catholic Credit Union, federally insured by the NCUA.
1: Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week.
0: I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm your other co-host, Rocky McCormick. Step away from the back-to-school clothes or the lack thereof, put down the school supply lists, and join us as we talk, laugh, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God within our everyday lives. So, Nicole, do Mm -hmm. you have your back-to-school shopping done? No. Have you started your back-to-school shopping? Yes. Okay. There's always a really big sale on backpacks at the end of Uh, July. right. So any kid who needs a new backpack, that's Mm -hmm. the time I purchase them. Now, do your kids get new backpacks every year? Because I fight my children with this every year. I'm like, your backpacks are fine. They function. You will use them again.
1: No, we we have a minimum of two years per backpack. Okay. That seems fair. Yes. And we get them from like a catalog company that has a lifetime warranty on oh, their nice. backpack so even if they grow out of their backpack you know like when you go to high school for example right you don't you need a really care big
0: backpack anymore well and
1: you need a really big bag because oh, you know fair. you have your your computer and like all your t- high school textbooks are very large right. like algebra books are big so when they grow out of their backpack or they do need a new one um, the ones that we have still have a lifetime warranty which is great cuz then we can give them to someone who might need one oh, that's, you know yeah, that's great, if they can find yeah. even like the most tiny flaw in it they mm-hmm. can like trade it in so yeah. it works out pretty well Do they try to make a flaw No but we have had to use the lifetime warranty okay. a few times yeah, with, we've like candles ripping yeah. cuz you know the kids like to like right. swing them around over their heads like lassos sometimes what? I don't know
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: if any of you have school-aged children, you know what it's like when they take their backpack off and just like chuck it across the house. Oh my gosh, house. right?
0: Like, Ours just dump it. Yes. Come in and it just gets dumped.
1: See, but... I, my 11 year old like he like has to pull it off like over his, oh, over head. his head like yeah. why why can't it just slide off your shoulder he's he's like yeah. swinging it up over his head he's like because he can I, I don't i don't know what he's doing there I, yeah. yeah so yes yeah, so okay. but no other yeah. school we got supplies.
0: school clothes i think is i think we're good because we have uniforms of course and so mm-hmm. Just wanted to get all that squared away because come closer to school, those get to be hard to find. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think we're good on shoes, but we have not even, I haven't even looked at the school supply list this year.
1: Oh, shoes. I forgot about shoes. They can't go to school in flip-flops or bare feet. No. Least favorite part about going back to school is that my laundry loads get bigger <sighs> because then they have to wear socks. Because in the summer, they just live in like bare feet and bathing suits. Yeah. Yeah. But then they have to wear
0: actual clothes right and yeah I'm yeah not a fan. so anyway that was a, a long intro to <laughs> the fact that school is starting soon dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. i mean if you homeschool then perhaps you have been doing some things all summer but mm-hmm. for those of us who are in parochial and public schools we are facing down that to-do list before that those bells ring again it's here it is so i thought this week would be a really good time to talk about those
1: traditions we have, the way we live our lives in the busyness of the school year. Yeah, summer is a nice time to chill. It gets a little busy in summer with vacations and camp and things like that. But yeah, it really ramps up during the school year, right? Like all the back to schools shopping and things but also like all the after school activities and if you're in parish faith formation or you're preparing for a sacrament or it's a sacrament year for us yeah so there's like all these other things that happen in there and we've mentioned this a little bit on previous podcasts but I thought this would be a good time to talk about what does it really mean to build a family
0: culture? Well, right, because once you're thrown into this mix of school, there's a lot of pressure to do all the things. And I don't know about your kids, but my kids are, you know, they're kids. And they come home and say, well, so-and-so does such-and-such, and and their family did such-and-such. And so... You know, this whole idea that just because we're part of this school doesn't mean that we necessarily embrace the culture of all the other families. Right. And as we're taking a look at the readings from this weekend, too, they talk about who Jesus came to save. So, like, who who is part of the family of Christ? And a hint, it's everyone. He came to save everyone. Shocking. Right. But, you know, when you take a look at the first reading it's foreigners who join themselves to the Lord. When we look at the second reading, it's the Gentiles. When we look at the gospel, it's the Canaanite woman. So it is their faith and their intentional decision to join themselves to the Lord that makes them part of the family of God. And so this is more just a background and a thought, like the choices that we make speak to who we are. Yeah,
1: yeah, because I think you're, Your ethnic culture or your nationality, those aren't really things that you can choose in the same way, right? But how you live to join yourself to the community of Christ is a completely um, intentional decision. It's something that you
0: explicitly decide that you want to exercise in your family. Well, it's something that we have to explicitly decide and intentionally practice. I think... That there is a real temptation to just be like, "Oh, I was raised Catholic," or there's that culturally Catholic where it, you know, my great-grandparent was Catholic, and so we're Catholic. But for each of us, we are asked that question, Mm -hmm. right? Like we are we are called to make that decision for ourselves, to intentionally commit ourselves to living as the family of Christ. And you know, I came into the church myself, and so I don't have that lineage to fall back on. But it really is our intentional decision to follow Jesus, and for us as parents to create a culture, a family culture that joins us to the Lord and that sets us apart because that's what we're called to. So, Nicole, Absolutely. how do we do that?
1: I like to talk about this like we're getting ready to eat dinner, mm. like we're getting ready to have a family dinner. This is this is my- Are you cooking? Because I don't want to cook. I do love cooking, so I would have, okay. be happy to do that. Great. Um, and I'll even make something Korean awesome. at request. Awesome. Um, but I, I like to talk about it from this idea of like, okay, let's imagine that we are gonna have a big family dinner and we and we know that we need certain things just around your dinner table right and mm-hmm. i always talk about how you have f- f- first off where are you going to eat right so you need to have a table right <laughs> everybody <laughs> has a kitchen table or a dining room table or
0: the floor or the kitchen, what? whatever <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> but like where do you come together as a family to eat your meal right and i so i say imagine your your table where you eat your dinner your family dinner table is like those non-negotiable things those things that we all do, mm-hmm. and that is, that does come from our faith, it is informed by our faith we have to do them kind of. like they're, sure, like they're, they're the non-negotiables. Precept- yeah, so in the fancy term for that is the precepts of the church. Ooh,
0: very fancy. Right,
1: so like we go to mass on Sunday and holy days. Mm-hmm. We receive the Eucharist at least once during the Easter season is the precept, but as frequently as we can. Right. We go to confession at least once a year and we observe all the days of fasting and abstinence from meat mm-hmm. and we give, right? right, almsgiving. Those are like the non-negotiable things. So if you've ever in your whole life, I'm sure lots of parents can relate to this. If you've ever... Been at the dinner table with your kid, and he's refusing to eat, and yeah. said something like, "Okay, but you have to at least take three bites right. of this thing, yes, <laughs> or you don't have to eat the rice, but you have to eat the chicken, yeah, or one, one more small bite of, of everything, yes. yes, all those, you all have those. To try things, it before
0: you can tell me you don't like it.
1: Yes, the, that that type of negotiation. That's what we're talking about. Right. What is the bare minimum here yeah. that we're yeah. being called to do to live in the world as? disciples, like the this is the bare minimum. If we're gonna be Catholic, we're gonna do these things. Yes. And they're not negotiable. And then we have what I would say are like the exciting fancy side dishes. Ooh. Yes. So these are things like what we're doing here on this podcast, talking about ways that you can live liturgically, ways that you can kind of weave what you hear at mass on Sunday and what you read in scripture um, through the everyday moments of your life. So
0: those extra things. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a little bit about this because that's 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 what what we do here. here. But, like, do you have family saints? Do you have different devotions that are that are near and dear to your family? And some of those can be passed down through generations. Maybe you grew up reciting the rosary every Sunday with your family, and so you do it with your own family. Or maybe there are new things that you're discovering because the world has opened up in terms of getting to know different saints and different cultures and, mm. and different devotions. And that's such a beautiful thing to see the universality of the church. And maybe some of those ring true for your family.
1: And I think we've mentioned this before, but, like, Sometimes we'll do something on this one random feast day. Right. Boom, it's a tradition. Right. Every year, same date. My kids, kids, are kids remember so good it. They're about like, that. Yeah. last year on the Feast of So and So, we had McDonald's. So now <laughs> and we it's have always to do food that every year.
0: It's always food. Well, of <laughs> remember course. when we had ice cream on Blessed Solanus's feast day? Oh, ice cream is a tradition right. on every, every feast, feast day. Every feast day, day in my house. <laughs> Oh, I love that image of, of the the dinner table and, and the meal because the other thing that a meal does is it gives us sustenance to go out and do the things that we're called to do, and yes. that is the other part. I think of our family culture. I think sometimes we can get introspective and take a look at what's happening inside our walls, both just as like a domestic church and the church universal. And I think the beauty of that analogy of the meal is that that meal prepares us to do something, and so the other part that I like to think of for building our family culture is how our family becomes like a witness to the world with our outside actions, and especially in non-church related things. And this is something that we struggle with because our life work is in the church. So like Tim teaches at a Catholic high school, I work at a parish in school. And so we have to be very intentional about making sure we don't become insular Yeah, and we are reaching out to people who maybe aren't part of the church. Yeah. Right, because that's our call. Absolutely. That's our call. Absolutely. So how are the non-negotiables and those extra little side dishes molding us to live in the world, because what that should be doing is shaping the very fabric of who we are.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I think I think the, the easiest thing, especially when, when they're little and maybe they don't have like a huge vocabulary to be able to talk about this or even really think about it in a very deep way, mm-hmm. is just that we do these things regardless of where we are right if we're out to eat and it's a feast day are we still going to say grace before we eat absolutely right <laughs> are we still going to make reference to those saints who we're celebrating or remembering yes do we have to sometimes figure out a different church to go to for mass to work around the schedule of a baseball game or whatever else might be happening mm-hmm. that day yes and that's just part of what we do. we've always done and we talk about it very openly which allows our kids to feel comfortable and confident to be able to share that with people as well.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that for a a moment, because I know that some of the conversations that come up when I'm talking with other moms is what do you do when you have kids' friends over, Mm -hmm. right? Or your kid goes to another friend's house and they do things a little differently. And I think that we need to be very comfortable in giving our kids the confidence to still be able to stop and say grace before a meal. Absolutely. Like they're not being rude at someone else's house if they're going to stop and say grace or if they have a friend spending the night that it's just and it's a saturday night that it's expected that if they stay then they will be coming to church on sunday like that's what our family does right absolutely And there's no shame there's no pressure but there's no shame in that either yes we are um
1: a very like open door kind of family so Mm -hmm. there's very frequently, an extra kid in our house, <laughs> yeah. or in our backyard, or in our pool, or at the dinner table. Sure. And so we always, when we get ready to sit down for dinner, we always say like, "Okay, we're gonna say grace." Mm-hmm. And the kids who who come to our house all know we're Catholic because my kids tell everybody we're Catholic, right? <laughs> but um we say we're gonna say grace. You yeah. don't have to if you don't want to, but if you could just wait, like. The 30 seconds it takes for us to say our prayers, right. then we will all start eating together. And they're always yeah. like, okay, cool. So, yeah. and, and it's never been done in a way that feels embarrassing or shameful. And my kids find no issue with it. And they are yeah. not, it, it's not something that they've ever even considered like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that in front of people. Right. So again, that's really what we mean when we say culture. We're not just saying like, do the thing because we're supposed to, No, but because it's just something that we have always done and it's been built into the fabric of how we live our lives.
0: Yeah. And that's that's really, we're not talking about cotton here, the fabric of our <laughs> lives, but when we're talking about building disciples, which is what we're doing, right? Like we, in our families, we are growing disciples, both growing discipleship ourselves, but we're raising little saints. Mm-hmm. And so what we do as a family, what we choose to do as a family, how we choose to live in the world really becomes ingrained as part of that person right so they're not just actions it's not the what but it becomes the who yeah and so it is just part of my ethos that I'm going to say grace before meals that if I see a person on the side of the road that is in need that I'm going to stop and at least acknowledge their presence even if I don't have something to give to them Um, and so those things just become who we are like we, we are living with Christ in us and so, building a family culture that then does that, and again, I know I sound like a broken record, but that's one way that we're countercultural too is in these small decisions that we make as we're raising our children let's talk about some of those small decisions right? like. In the real world, like Mm -hmm. not even
1: directly related to practicing our faith, what are some ways that we can be very intentional about the way we interact with other people that's informed by our faith, informed by our family culture? What's Mm -hmm. something that we as a family decide that we're always going to do? And you you mentioned one already, which Mm -hmm. is if you see someone who needs help, you're always going to stop, acknowledge them, right? Like that's something that not all families would do.
0: Right. But what else can we do? Well, I mean, one that comes to mind, especially since I just drove here this morning, mid-traffic, is, you know, curbing the road rage. <laughs> it's um, That's a it's convicting. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but, you know, maybe we're not speeding through the yellow light just to get ahead of everybody else. And maybe we're taking our time and maybe we're acknowledging that there are other drivers on the road or that, you know what, God is the author of time and he will take care of, even if we're a few minutes late, we'll be okay. Uh, and just kind of the attitude that we bring to that everyday, mob- like the everyday movements. Yeah. That they're an attitude of grace and of patience. And you're looking at me because you know that I'm speaking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> <sighs> and so, since we're getting ready to go back to school. Oh, right. It might be a good time to talk about exercising some of that
0: patience in the drop off and pick up line. Yeah. With
1: our fellow parents.
0: And with your teachers and school administrators. Yes. For your kids to be, you know, respectful within the classroom, um, but even like when we're going out, like treating servers and workers with respect—that they're not there just as an object to bring you what it is that you've ordered, but they're actual people. Mm-hmm. You know, Tim always laughs at me because I am a little bit like my mother, and then I will start a conversation, like <laughs> <That's laughs> if they my have the time, right? Too. Like, how's your I think day we going? about this when they right? were like, here. Yes. Yeah. Like as I'm. Recovering from surgery, I'm having a conversation with my nurse, and I find out all these things that are going on in her life and these pain, and so we're praying together, and we're praying for her, and then she's crying because she's like, "I'm supposed to be taking care of you." I'm like, I don't know. "I'm on, I'm on drugs right now, so I'm good." Right? Oh my like, gosh! But truly, like becoming people who see other people as people. Yes. And what does that mean? How does that change our behavior? And we all have bad days. We're all going to have days when we get impatient and we lose our temper. But being able to then surrender that, to confess it if it's egregious, um, and then pick back up and start again, Mm -hmm.
1: right? And we build this into the family culture just by, like, with very simple statements, right? We Mm -hmm. do it all the time in my house. Like, why are we doing this? Because this is what we do. This is we're Joyce's this oh is gosh we, it's just so and so does have to do that well they're not a Joyce right they don't live here right, right. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a very frequent conversation in our home and yeah. as your kids get older you will that but have I think you can also model
0: those things in how we treat one another within the home oh sure right because like, that's where it starts yeah you know to be able to apologize to your child or to teach your children how to apologize that's a really big one for us it gets a lot of groans and eye rolls for me because I'll get the after they've done something they'll be like sorry I'm like what are you sorry for Ugh. Whatever that thing is that I you know. Said. I'm like, no. Because what you need to tell me is what you're sorry for and why. Like, what is, what is it that you did and how did that affect the person you did it to? Uh, Mom, you know. <laughs> like, can we use words? I am sorry for screaming. It was an overreaction. Anyway.
1: And then I think the last part of this that we could talk about today is like, what does it look like when our family culture maybe doesn't match with Mm -hmm. another family's culture. And that doesn't necessarily have to do with being Catholic or Or not not. Catholic or being Christian or not Christian. But I think there are some rules or practices that some of us might think Mm -hmm. are the only way to be a Catholic family. And I just want to make sure that we acknowledge those here because there are many ways to be living out our faith
0: and many ways to write our family culture and still be Catholic. A hundred percent. And we're going to have different sensibilities given the children that God has given us, given our own predisposition to different habits. Yeah. And so our cultures are going to look different based on our, the need of our family too. And I think one of the areas we we often see, I don't want to say conflict, but disagreement are like on the different rules that our families have and our children have, right? When we're parenting.
1: Yeah, yeah like I think about technology rules right. is a really That's big a one That's a huge in our house. one right now. And actually, I think my family might even be different from a lot of other families who are Catholic as well Mm -hmm. in that we are pretty pretty excessively screen free in our house Mm -hmm. like we have very limited use of the television or computers outside of doing schoolwork or actual work Um, and and it's you know we've we've never been like a a gaming kind of people like my husband's not was didn't grow up playing video games in the same way he, he wasn't like a gamer so sure. to speak um i'm not really a big tech person mm-hmm. so i think there was um there still is some some conflict sometimes with my kids like oh well so and so has a phone or so and so has a playstation and they do this and that and they yeah. and they have their own laptop and i always say like but that's just not how we're doing that in our family
0: right and that is definitely an area where you have a wide range of perfectly acceptable ways to approach that with Absolutely. your children. Absolutely. And I pass no judgment
1: on right. another family who is all about those things, The family who has future coders and yeah. and gamers and experts in those areas. That's sure. that's awesome. If that's your gift, cool. But yeah. it's just
0: not what we've well, discerned is for right? us. Yeah. Right. And that was the culture I wanted to have and then COVID happened and they needed <laughs> computers to be able to do online school and so here we are. Yeah. 3 right? years later trying to negotiate those things. Um, Another area that we often have, the phone is always one. And that is, I think we have talked about this before, we are a no phones for kids' family. Yeah. Until at least high school. And then we're not there yet, so we haven't, we're not crossing that bridge because we're not there yet. Sure. Right? And everything will change by the time we get there anyway. Um, But another one would be like dating. Oh, dating is a really big
1: one, right? We have a lot of different levels Mm -hmm. of what we think dating could look like in Catholic families. Some people think okay then there's no there's no dating until right. you are an adult and you're ready to discern marriage some people right. say oh dating is okay but only within certain parameters you know not sure. being alone so yeah i think there's yeah, a there's lot of a different a levels wide there.
0: range there too yeah right. absolutely yeah mm-hmm. um and then and i think, think it, oh, i was gonna say with that one too like we talk about okay so it doesn't matter what your friend is doing right are you comfortable doing that what is the purpose? Why do you want? Like we we talk about the reasons. Yeah.
1: You know, I think we could have a whole episode right. on dating, especially for... T- our older teens mm-hmm. and like um, our young adults yeah. parents of young adults who are kind of like trying to figure out this whole idea of dating these mm-hmm. days because it certainly looks different now oh my than gosh, it ever a did. it's foreign
0: foreign land <laughs> like from when we were, yeah. Yes. and Especially you because you know high school sweethearts yes,
1: over there. I, yeah, I, right? I married my high school boyfriend <laughs> right. so
0: I'm, I'm not going
1: to be like oh, dating in high school is terrible and never leads to anything because clearly <laughs> that is not always the case, right? right. But right. I do have a 13-year-old who has had a lot of middle school girls mm-hmm. chasing after him kind of mm-hmm. and it's been a really interesting conversation because he himself is not interested right and in that's dating. where my
0: almost 13 year old daughter is too
1: and it, and it's part of our family culture too that we don't we don't really think dating is the right thing to be doing at his age anyway mm-hmm. um, but but he's discerned that he's not really interested in it either and so he does get a lot of questions sometimes people will be like oh so like do you just not you just not like girls like are you going to be a priest is it because you're catholic and he's like no right i just don't want to date right now like yeah. i want to go to school and have fun with my friends. other interests and,
0: yeah, yeah like absolutely. he's like that just it's not I, my top interest right exactly
1: exactly and and if we're being real honest he's seen like the boys who end up with quote unquote girlfriends in right. middle school and they they just have to follow this poor girl around and they don't get to go anywhere
0: and do anything fun and he's like why would I want to do that that sounds like a healthy relationship right, right? there was. again we could do an entire episode or 10 on all of that but that is definitely something that as the kids get older we, we have to broach because different families have different sensibilities different students have different sensibilities and so that's a conversation that as they enter middle school we've had a lot more of and it it starts so early.
1: It really starts so early. Well I mean I think I was in like second or third grade when I first had a little crush on a boy and thought he seemed nice and wanted to be around him all the time right like that's just part of our I mean I had two boyfriends in kindergarten
0: (laughs) Does that count? (laughs) What does that really mean? Did you pretend to get married during playtime? No we didn't. Oh okay. I don't even know what it meant. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. I peaked early. Uh, but anyway, other things. That, Tim, if
1: you're listening, we're really sorry. <laughs> he knows the story.
0: He's good. Uh, but when we're talking about, I think the other part, too, is like when we are being a family out in the world. We're going to be asked to participate in things that maybe don't always go in line with all of Catholic teaching. Yeah, I think we definitely
1: need to talk about that because there, are, again, there's a broad spectrum of like how much participation right. different families in who are Catholic will will agree to within yes. certain activities, right? Like watching certain movies,
0: mm. um, participating in certain community events like parades right. or... Yeah. Yes, yes, there's a yeah. lot of that. And, you know, I think... For me the sensibility is we align ourselves with the people in things that where we agree and we can we can pick and choose. Yeah. I think when we're taking a look at that to say, yeah. okay, we agree with this part but not this part.
1: Yeah. And I really wanna emphasize that there is no one no. Catholic way to do any of these things we've mentioned, or or really many others that we don't have time to even talk to here. I think it, it's always gonna be about parents coming together as husband and wife and as parents and saying what's our family being called to do and how right. are we going to live this in the world in a way that is both sharing of our faith but mm-hmm. also building up our children in a way that makes them effective yes witnesses to their faith as they become adults right
0: and confident in who they are in the body of christ
1: yes and we really yeah. need to be prayerful and and intentional about avoiding that temptation to pass judgment on other families who do it differently. Right. We can't be those people.
0: No. No. And that just harms the body. Absolutely. Right. Even if, especially if they are also Catholic. (laughs) Right. And I think that there's a difference in you have a close and intimate relationship with somebody and you can bring it into question in a loving way to say, oh, why did you choose to X, Y, Z? As opposed to the
1: Yes. Yeah, seeking then, to understand right. it is right. different than falling to
0: the temptation of judging someone else's decision. Absolutely. Like, oh, you're not Catholic because you X, Y, Z. Right. Can we also just stop telling people whether they're Catholic or not? <laughs> let's <laughs> let's just put an end to that. There's enough pressure. It's like a whole separate episode that we could. Absolutely. Into um, there. But anyway, I hope that this kind of sheds some light and, and starts to get people to think about, you know, okay, so we're the McCormick's when you think of the mccormicks what do you think of mm-hmm. and to start thinking of their families in that way too like let's, let's take this for a, a out of a, a spiritual realm but let's talk about branding right like if you were to brand a family like would people know you're catholic yeah and why would they know you're catholic yeah
1: what but then that also like? that there are some decisions that you'll make as a family that mm-hmm. are informed by your faith but that but they're not dictated by it right they're not a non-negotiable
2: oh no 100 so i
1: i always want to be cautious like okay well we've decided as our family oh, we'll take smartphones for example sure my kids don't have social media they yeah. won't until they're much older correct uh, so that's a perfect example mm-hmm. i would never say well you don't have social media because we're catholic i would say that's not something that we as a family want to be part of our right. family culture it's informed by our faith absolutely yeah. right so i like what you're saying about branding i think that it's important because we're we're talking about us as a family and our culture is informed yeah. by our faith but that's not the only piece no of it. yeah no
0: I, and i think what i'm i think m- it's not so much that it's going to be a cookie cutter like this is the Catholic brand. Yeah, There isn't that. Thank you. I'm sorry, I did need to clarify that. Right. I'm not saying that there is a Catholic brand, but I'm saying that when someone looks at your family, do the decisions that you make even give them a hint of the Jesus that you believe in? Sure. Absolutely. Do they, would they know that you believe in Christ Mm. based on the decisions that you are making for your family? That's more what I'm saying.
1: Yes. I think that's a good uh, thought to take to heart when you start thinking about how do you want to discuss this with your with your family and how do you want to discern what God's asking of your family so that's our challenge this week is actually for the parents for all you parents to mm-hmm. have a conversation with your spouse about your what your family culture looks like right now because whether or not you've been intentional about using the words family culture right you already have yes. one, right the culture is the way you're living the way you experience things the way you um, internalize things and the meaning you give to your behaviors and your practices and your traditions so take some time and discern what do you want it to look like this coming Mm -hmm. school year and what kind of steps can you take as a family together to make that um, be what
0: you like what your vision for your family culture should be I love it Thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We hope the week ahead is not filled with back-to-school craziness and that you can spend some time to enjoy that family culture in these last few weeks of summer vacation. You can find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can reach us at beyondsunday at aod.org.
2: Does your bank make you feel like you belong there? At Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you are a member of a financial institution that serves the Catholic community, providing you with an opportunity to align your banking with your Catholic identity. You receive all the products and services you need to manage your money, and your membership helps support Catholic schools, parishes, and organizations. It's time to put your money where your faith is. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started today. Service, community, Catholic. Alliance Catholic Credit Union, federally insured by the NCUA.